0: Hi there Thank you for tuning in to Confessions of a Healed Broken Heart I'm your host Letitia If you are one of our loyal listeners I'm so glad to have you as part of this family If you're new to the community What took you so long? I'm just joking I'm so glad you've joined us today Well, get ready to learn, grow, and let go so you can uncover or rediscover the beauty in who you are. We all have felt overwhelmed at times, taking on more than we can realistically handle. Sometimes it's because we refuse to say no. But the problem with that is that it can impact your body in a negative way. Your body, your mind, your emotions. And I understand that with all the hustle and bustle of life, a person's joy, happiness, and peace of mind can easily get buried underneath it all. The stress of everyday living making ends meet. There are so many reasons why we can feel the weight of being overwhelmed, whether it's due to living in a global pandemic, health concerns, work responsibilities, relationships, financial worries, political issues, traumatic experiences, environmental issues, and dealing with the pileup of unmet expectations. We all know what it feels like to be overwhelmed. But what is overwhelm exactly? Well, the Oxford Dictionary describes it as such. To bury or drown beneath a huge mass. How many of you have ever felt like that? Like you're drowning and you're being buried by all of these responsibilities. I know I have. Another description is defeat completely. To give too much of a thing to someone or something. To be inundated. To be too strong for too long. To be overpowered. Basically, to cause to be overcome with emotion as a result of an amount of something. Work, stress, etc. That's just too much to handle. It's feeling like you have too much to do and not enough mental energy and emotional capacity to do it. Now, it's normal to feel this way from time to time. And helping to prioritize and saying no is important. If I'm honest, I struggled with saying no. I felt so guilty. And I'm still working on it to a degree. You see, I was so used to being there for everyone. Being the go-to girl, whether it's at work, in my family, whatever it is, in personal relationships. I had problems saying no. But then it started to drown me. I was drowning in the sea of overwhelm. And I felt like I was screaming and no one could hear me. Unfortunately, I had surrounded myself around those who needed me and what I could do, but they did not have the capacity to pour back into me. And so I had to realize I had to adjust my circle in addition to making adjustments within my own self. You see, sometimes people don't have the emotional capacity, the financial capacity, the physical capacity to really support you or help you or communicate with you. And if that's where they're at, that's where they're at. You have to let things be what it is and what it's not. And I had to also learn how to stand up for myself. Stand up for myself without feeling guilty. Without the need to operate in a savior complex, it was like, well, I've been let down in the past, so I don't want other people to feel this way. So I'm going to be there for everybody until certain people started to drain me. And so I had to take a step back and set up boundaries. I had to start practicing saying no. I first had to practice writing it down because it was hard for me. So I would write down the word no, no, (laughs) no. I said no, no. And I had to learn how to do that without an explanation behind it. Have you ever done that? You say no, but then you have to explain why rather than just letting your no be no. So I wrote it down until I got comfortable enough to look myself in the mirror and practice saying no. It was hard. I'm not even going to lie. I had to learn to believe myself when I said it. No. And I had to keep doing it until I worked through all those insecurities of, if I say no, then will they still value me? If I say no, will they still be my friend? If I say no, will they still love me? And so I had to do a deep work to really realize and find out why I was afraid to say no. So I ask you, if you struggle with saying no, why? Find out why. I remember the first time I said no to someone, I was trembling. I had to practice what I was going to say and how I was going to say it and I had to try to guess their reaction and have a comeback for it just in case. <laughs> have you ever done that? You play out the whole scenario in your head and prepare for every potential outcome, and half the time it doesn't even go that way. So, in this situation, when I said no afterwards, of course, not in the person's presence, I cried. I had felt like I let myself down, that I let them down, I let their expectation of me down. And I had a fear that they would walk away. Obviously, I got over it, but it was a process. I cried because I was releasing pressure as well. I had to let go of that fear. I was finally standing up for me. What has your reaction been when you've stood up for yourself and stopped taking on more than you could realistically, physically, And emotionally handle? Or is that something you need to work on? Do you realize that taking on more than what you need to and feeling overwhelmed not only has physical effects, but cognitive as well? There was an article in the Harvard Business Review speaking about this very thing. Rebecca Zucker, who wrote the article, states... The cognitive impact of feeling perpetually overwhelmed can range from mental slowness, forgetfulness, confusion, difficulty concentrating, or thinking logically, to a racing mind or an impaired ability to problem solve. When we have too many demands on our thinking over an extended period of time, Cognitive fatigue can also happen, making us more prone to distractions and our thinking less agile. Any of these effects alone can make us less effective and leave us feeling even more overwhelmed. Can you believe that? It impacts so many things. Feelings of overwhelm can lead to stress, And too much stress that isn't properly managed can impact your health in a negative way. How do I know? I lived it. At one point in my life, I was so stressed and overwhelmed that my body started to shut down. And it impacted my health and my organs. I lost hair. I lost weight. And I ultimately ended up in the hospital. And temporarily lost the ability to walk. I actually have footage about it. I had to learn to let go. I had to learn to release the stress. I had to learn to say no. Letting go of all that stress that was overwhelming me. And I had to learn how to manage those unmet expectations. During that process, I had to go to rehabilitation and physical therapy for six months. As I relearned the dynamics of how to walk again. So if you feel like you're drowning in a sea of overwhelm, get help. Say no. Make yourself and your well-being a priority. There's only one you. So here are some ways to recognize when you are feeling overwhelmed and it's impacting your body. Sometimes you'll get aches and pains, dizziness, even an impaired immune system. Your heart can be racing and there's difficulty breathing, even pain in your chest sometimes. There could be emotional and behavioral changes, such as moodiness, crying easily, irritability, withdrawal. These are often signs that your stress is mounting feelings of intense guilt or anger, lack of focus, and even isolation. While there are many ways to manage this, it's important to check in with your doctor if these symptoms arise and continue. But Letitia, how do I take care of myself when I do feel overwhelmed? How do I stop myself from getting drawn in? Well, here are a few ways to deal with overwhelm. 1. Try to discover the root cause. Is it something that you've done to yourself or is it actual pressure? Have you taken on more than you need to? 2. This is a big one. Set boundaries. Realize it is okay to say no. And if you lose that person in your life, they walk away or stop talking to you or become angry with you because you've set boundaries, then that kind of reveals the type of interaction and relationship you actually had with them. Sorry, not sorry. You have to protect your mental and emotional space. Number three, instead of focusing on the length of your to-do list, Concentrate on an activity you can do at this very moment. Something that you can control. Number four. Be honest with yourself and what you can handle. You don't always have to be superwoman. You don't always have to be superman. It's okay to say no. You don't have to carry everybody's load. You don't have to carry everybody's weight. Number six take time to relax. This helps minimize muscular tension. Number seven, one step at a time. Let me say that again. One step at a time. You don't have to conquer it all. It doesn't have to be done all at once. Perform one task at a time. Create to-do lists. Set up a schedule that allows you to Tackle each task. Whatever needs the most brain power, schedule it. Whatever needs the maximum amount of your energy, schedule it. Put it in A, B, C priority. A being the highest priority. Number eight, create healthy boundaries. Number nine, don't ignore when you are starting to feel overwhelmed. Be realistic with what you can and cannot handle. And if you cannot handle it, it is okay. It does not make you any less capable. It does not make you any less amazing. You don't have to be everyone's superhero. Let go of the savior mentality and take care of you. Number 10, ask for help if you need to. You don't have to go at this alone. And it's not a weakness if you need help or ask for help. Just make sure that those you ask have the emotional and physical capability and capacity to help you. Number 11, pray or meditate. Number 12, exercise. Number 13, Take time to understand why you are feeling the way you are. And you know, I am an avid journaler. So I'm going to suggest that you write it down. Write it out. Write out your feelings. Write out those emotions. Number 14, breathe. (sighs) If you got to do it again, do it again. And take it one moment at a time. Learn and incorporate breathing exercises and techniques. Number 15. I said it before. Focus on what you can actually control. Number 16. (laughs) Delegate, delegate, delegate. It's okay to give up control. Let others help you. I know. I know you like things done in a particular way. But don't you think it's time to allow people to help you and be there for you? And take some of this stuff off of your plate? I know as moms, we are guilty of this. We feel sometimes like we have to conquer it all, take care of it all, be there for it all, do it all. But it's okay to have help. It's okay To give up control. Giving up control and asking for help does not diminish your value, your worth, or your impact. 17. Be kind to yourself. Come on, show yourself some grace. And finally, number 18. Write it out in your journal. You know how we do here. We write it out. Make a list of things or situations that make you feel overwhelmed. And then next to it, write out what you can do to minimize the stress or the feeling of overwhelm concerning what you've written down. Isn't it time to be able to breathe again? Thanks for joining us. I hope something was shared that'll help you along this journey. Please don't forget to share this episode with someone and leave a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at healed broken heart. Once again, that's at healed broken heart. I look forward to chatting with you next week.